0: Hello, and welcome to StarkCast. I am Joe Stark, and tonight's episode is a little bit of a weird one. Um, it's my second group episode. I got Rod Clairbout, Brooke Doherty, and Jacob Harmon, and we are talking Paper Girls Volume 1, which is an image comic by Brian K. Vaughn and Cliff Chang. It, is, um, it centers around a group of girls who deliver newspapers. It takes place in the late 80s, and it, it kind of turns into a time travel story. It's got a lot of good mystery in it. Um, it's just an excellent book. And it, But in typical StarkCast fashion, we go off the rails a lot. So if you're thinking that this is just going to be a, a clean-cut <laughs> podcast where you just go in and you're going to hear some people talk paper girls and nothing but that, you're going to be disappointed because this is... <laughs> this is like a total train wreck in places but it, i had so much fun i had so much fun uh talking with all them and i mean by the end of the show my face was just hurting my cheeks was just hurting because i was laughing and smiling so much and um so yeah um be forewarned if you haven't read paper girls uh you're you're gonna be maybe a little bit confused about some of the stuff we're talking about I highly recommend you go and read the book it's it's just too good and you, if you got an amazon if you got access to it you can get it super cheap on there that first trade but um but yeah we go we go off the rails a lot and talk about a lot of other shit too so um yeah have fun with this one
1: I mean, if we want to have an in depth discussion on the history of Saban's Power Rangers, we can no. do that tonight too. No, no, no. I was already. Starts off in 1974
0: in Japan. Very oh God. nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about to stop you. <laughs> I'll go back and just add in an intro after this. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
2: And we have a bonus episode right? of Jacob you know that, uh, and his beard talking about <laughs> Power Rangers.
1: You know Stan Lee almost brought the Power Rangers over in the 80s, right?
2: I heard about that, and I bet you told me that. But <laughs> Probably,
1: because like, that fact either just you, blows my mind.
2: Either you or my friend Jason, because my friend Jason's the one that loves the Common Rider thing or whatever. Oh, Kamen Rider's so good! He loves it so much, and he loves Power Rangers also. Um he's the one did I tell you that he that Jason David Frank gave him his email address to send him something?
3: Did he really?
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Jake I just sent um um something for Power Rangers in the group text. I figured you'd like it, um, Jake. Alright, let me check.
0: How how different <laughs> do you think Power Rangers would have been if Stan Lee would have brought it over?
1: I mean, it would have been in the Marvel Universe, so it would have been like, I don't know. I mean, the series he would have brought over was Sun Vulcan, which was, it It looked like a show from the 70s just because of the technology that it, I mean, the cameras that it was filmed with. So I don't know how well it would have been adapted to uh, an American audience.
0: I mean, do you think they would have showed up in the comics and stuff, too?
1: I mean, if he had the rights for him, I don't see why not. So so, Rod. That art is awesome. Okay. But I just noticed below it that they are now taking pre-orders for the Legacy Zeonizers, and I'm about to spend hundred and nine dollars.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, you said, but and I'm like, oh, what's wrong with this? And then you're like, <sighs> you're like but but I'm this is not spend the right
4: time.
3: <laughs> like, this is not the era of Power Rangers I like. <laughs> those are those are actually really nice lithographs too. Yeah, dude, Entertainment Earth has a ton of great stuff. And it was like when I saw it, I was like, oh, shit, Power Rangers. I was like, first two people I thought of were you and uh, Jordan.
2: <laughs>
1: See, Jordan, he only likes Mighty Morphin. He doesn't understand the whole lore and culture around it. Like, I don't know.
2: So you need to come to Lexington Comic Con sometime because there's always some sort of Power Rangers there. And you'd get to hang out with us.
1: That's true. I know Lexington... I think it was the third largest like gathering of rangers outside yep. of Power Morphicon. Yep. Which I went I to Power it. Morphicon in, 20, I think, 2014. That was fucking nuts. Because that was just like Power Rangers and Tokusatsu fans. And it was like so many people in ranger outfits. And it was just, oh, insane.
0: Oh, nice. That'd be pretty sweet.
1: It was a neat experience. I don't, I don't know if I can justify going again, but it was, it was good to have done it when I did.
0: I've never cool. been to any sort of con or anything like that. This year will be my first one. I'm pretty stoked.
2: I forgot about that because you've got one before C two E two, right?
0: Yeah, it's coming right up in Feb at the beginning of February. The C two E two one. But I don't know. I might, I might bail on it if Jason Aaron isn't showing up. I, I might not go because those. That's the real draw for me is that I, I want to go get you all know. your Southern Bastards stuff signed. <laughs> it's,
2: it's definitely <laughs> not all one. of them, Every just my selection. favorite ones. <laughs> <laughs> and this one, and
0: this one. It, it Here's your whole 19 issue run, please sign. <laughs> <laughs> the real nightmare on that one would be doing please that to Joshua to Williamson. Oh yeah. I have a short box that's stuffed full of Joshua Williamson books and it doesn't even have all of my, all of them in it. Oh, man.
1: (laughs) I know um, uh, R.L. Stein's going to be at C2E2. Yeah, Yeah. I saw that. Oh, shit. (laughs) I think I'm going to go on eBay and try to find a VHS tape of the Haunted Mask so I can get him to autograph that. Oh, cool.
3: (laughs) Get some old school Goosebumps books. Right? I
2: read like two Goosebumps books because I was just kind of too old for them. No, oh, I was I, the right
3: age. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because, you know... Like when you'd
3: have those, like, book fairs in school, that was, like, the section to go to.
2: Dude, yeah, the Scholastic Book Fair was yeah. my jam. Oh, man. Like, all of his Fear Street books, I totally read all of those. Every single one of those. My See, I remember a bunch seeing
1: of Fear Street, but I don't think I ever read it.
2: Yeah, I read all... Like, I read every single one of his, like, older books, because by then... When all those came out, I was probably in high school, like early high school, and um, I read like my friend's Babysitter Club books. And then as I was reading through those, she started reading those R.L. Stein books. So then when I got done, I started on the next group of books. So (laughs) seventh and eighth grade was Babysitter's Club, and then ninth and tenth grade was like R.L. Stein books. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And then she moved to Christopher Pike and and all of his are about, like, vampires, and I didn't care as much for that, so <laughs> I dropped my, I dropped after a few of
1: those. Right. I actually just finished reading a few days ago the Star Wars Cobalt Squadron book. And that's a that's a middle-grade book, so it's aimed at readers age, like, 12-ish. <laughs> and it was such a nice, refreshing, like, sit-back-and-casually-read book. But then it's also like here's some really hard information about the Force Awakens Wait- or uh, the Last Jedi. Nice.
2: I have a I have a Doctor Who book I have to read because I'm doing a podcast with these two random guys from the internet. One guy <laughs> is friends. One guy is friends with uh, one of my other friends. But um, I mean, you guys aren't random anymore. Like you guys would have been random if I hadn't, you know.
4: <laughs> Not at this point <laughs> We're anymore, long
2: right? past random with all of you guys. Um, but. Um, one of them is friends with another friend of mine and he was asking if anybody was going to do the eighth doctor series of books. And, um, one podcast that we had both listened to, they weren't going to do them. Another podcast that our mutual friend was on is quitting. So they weren't going to do them. And he's like, well, I want to do this. So that's what we're going to, we're going to just do like eighth doctor adventures is what they're called. And they did like a graphic novel of it. And it, I don't know if one of the stories was called um, the Paradox Fraction or F- Fraction Paradox. I was like, I said it backwards. The Fraction Paradox. So we're naming it the Fiction Paradox. It's the nice. name of our. Is the name of our podcast. So, um, yeah, that's exciting. And I gotta that's cool. make a. I gotta read the book and make a and make a banner and stuff for us this this weekend. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, since I don't think any of you guys like Doctor Who, but just in case you wanted to listen to me talk about Doctor Who book that you will never read,
0: so I, I really enjoyed the one episode I watched,
2: but I just I know, never went back to
0: it. <laughs> I need
3: to watch it. I've n- I've never watched it. I
0: Definitely.
3: saw
1: I think most of Tennant's Doctor, and I saw a good chunk of Matt Smith, but I just didn't like Matt Smith as the Doctor.
2: Some people don't. I love him. He's I great. actually, I like, him. I'm, I'm like, by no
1: means a Whovian at all. But between listening to, like, the the different LAP episodes about Doctor Who and the little bit that I know, I was able yeah. to BS my way through a Who conversation at work. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, Tennant's Doctor really was superb, but uh, Capaldi's <laughs> pretty cool in his own right. <laughs> <laughs> and now, like this weird guy at work won't stop talking to me. Oh,
3: no. You like pulled uh, off your own lo- your own version of the Lone Ranger episode,
0: exactly.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. uh, uh, I was gonna say somewhere out.
0: Matthew Lillard is in a mohawk, calling you a poser.
2: <laughs> 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 oh. You'll oh, I need to get. watch that again. <laughs> uh hilarious i love that uh yeah i was gonna say it'd be hilarious i just get like these random texts from you with, like so uh <laughs> like asking me questions but if it's somebody you don't want to talk to well, I have to come up with something so i'll leave you alone
0: <laughs> give me controversial viewpoints i want to piss this person off right <laughs> Maybe
2: Bernie. that's because that's how i feel about it <laughs> He hates everything I love except for Donna. (laughs) Uh,
0: uh, (laughs) So, do you guys want to talk about some Paper Girls?
2: Sure. Sure.
4: Let's do it.
0: So, yeah, when we had the idea (laughs) for this group episode, it was kind of more centered around um, discussing volume one of the Brian K. Vaughn and Cliff Chang book Paper Girls. And. You know, for a while I was doing the the Comic Cast podcast, and I was having a lot of fun talking comics, and and we really haven't done that in such a long time that that podcast is pretty much just kind of dead. And so I was like, well, what the fuck? I can do this on Startcast too, and and this way it's like you know it could even be more free here. We can talk about fucking Doctor Who and R.L. Stein and shit along the way too. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, starting off. Um, kind of go through one uh each year one by one and ask what your first um exposure was to this um rod where did you first um you know run into paper girls
3: um i i picked it up after i had heard um brian on pop culture leftovers talk about it and rave how good it was so i think it was like not this this year uh this last year but the year before uh around black black friday I got the Digitals because there's a big sale going on. And so I got the first, I think, two trades at the time of um, Paper Rolls there. And, and I read it and I, fu- I just fell in love with it. S- it was so awesome. The art's amazing. And I just love anything with time travel. So it was like a perfect combo.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Brooke, how about you?
2: Um, I remember Brian talking about it on the podcast, but I didn't remember anything about it. Being- All I remember is that they were you know paper girls basically i didn't remember anything about time travel or any that kind of stuff and uh jacob got the first volume um trade while we were at c2e2 and i was like oh i wanted to read that and he goes here and like hands it to me and i sat there and read the whole thing and i was like i need more of this that's
0: awesome (laughs) was that your first introduction to it then also jacob
1: no, actually. Uh, similar to Rod, I had heard Brian talk about it. Um, it might have actually been when Brian got his, uh, like, Delivery Boy membership card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, like, shortly after that, I was at a comic book shop up in Maine, and they had the first, I don't know, I think maybe, like, three or four issues out. And I grabbed all of them and was just, like,
0: instantly sucked in. Oh, Nice. So you got to read it, just the, the individual issues. That's even better. Yep. I, I love well, the, that Well, for feeling. the first four, and then uh, then I eventually picked up the trade at C2E2. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I read this in trades first, and it was probably, yeah, on PCL, or maybe even on Joe Schmo. I don't remember where I exactly first heard about Paper Girls, but I had read mm. Saga beforehand, and so I was already really stoked on Brian K. Vaughn. And then when I picked up Paper Girls, I didn't really know what to expect, you know, because I get this book, and you know, the it's got such vibrant colors on the cover with the blue and the pink. And then going through it, it's got real stylized color and stuff in it. And it's just, you know, it's very different from Fiona Staples Art and Saga, but, you know, it still has a little bit of the same feel, you know, as far as, like, the writing and stuff. And um, I remember I got to the end of it that first time and I was like, what the fuck did I just read? <laughs> like, I was, like, borderline confused on what the hell was going on. And so I read it again and then had a better feel on it. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't, it would have been something to read it just an issue at a time because then maybe I would have maybe gone through and read, you know, that single issue over a few more times. And so it was probably just that, that problem of going through and devouring a trade super fast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, just going into that, uh, that first issue, how it starts off with, uh, Aaron having that weird dream. Um, you know, the first time I read that, I was like, I had no idea what was going on. And even after you get through the end of the trade, like there's some stuff that kind of comes up towards the end of it. But, um, you know, starting with Jacob, what did you think of that?
1: I thought starting off with the dream was a neat kind of like storytelling device. Um, cause that's not something you see a whole lot in like modern comics. And I, I do like how there's kind of, I guess you could call them callbacks toward the, the end of the trade to that dream sequence.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what did you think of that, Brooke?
2: Um, I thought it was really cool, and when I, because you know the first bit, it's like she's a little girl and she's having this dream with uh, Kristen McCallum in it, and I'm like, oh my god, because I wanted to be an astronaut when I was a kid, <laughs> and I'm like, kind of tearing up, and then she's all like, your sister's in hell, you know, or whatever. And I'm like, what is this? But it was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> It, it just was sort of like a big sort of turn for me because I was going, oh, and she's what? What's happening? I I love this, and oh my God, what has happened? So,
0: <laughs> Rod, what were your first impressions opening the book, like, and seeing that?
3: Yeah, it was pretty interesting. The fact that you—I mean—it goes from seeing like you see this angel with the wings, and it's the the astronaut, and then all of a sudden you just get the demon, and she's saying "fuck you," and it's just like, oh, we're going that way that quick. <laughs> And I just I just love like how Brian Vaughn does that. Like he can he can take it one way and then all of a sudden like just throw it on a complete 180 and just start dropping the f bomb on you. And it seems like it's going to be something wholesome until he starts the cussing. And I I mean I loved it the way it opened and then she wakes up from that dream. It was just great.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the way Brian Vaughn writes characters. I mean, because right away you're kind of like. The, you're you're following this girl that's in this really weird dreamscape, but like you're kind of relating to her, especially when she's like "fuck you." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, do you think she was actually like aware of the fact that she was in a dream, or do you think that's more just her attitude?
3: She was aware. I mean, she says she was.
2: <laughs> I mean, it could have been both because that's ca- that's mine.
3: <laughs> it's kind of weird that she's had this dream though multiple times.
0: Yeah. What <laughs> <laughs> a fucked up dream what? to have to begin with. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, do you it's hard to ignore the symbolism with the apple cuz throughout this book we see, you know, like Apple technology and stuff a lot and just we see apples in random spots.
1: I think it was the end of the first issue where like the the end panel is just a giant it's like it was like a one-page panel, and you just see that Apple logo like dead center. And when I got to the end of the first issue, I was like, "Oh, geez, I
0: did not expect that." <laughs> yeah, because we we see in one of the panels towards the beginning that it's um that it's in '88, right? Or is that not till the right. second issue mm-hmm. where we know that for sure? But I, th- I thought we saw it on the mm-hmm. newspaper that she had. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, I think it's in the beginning. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so then by the end of that issue, and she's holding... I mean, it, it looks like an iPod Nano, almost. Or a
3: Shuffle or something. That's yeah, what there I was you go, the, what shuff,
0: was. the Shuffle Nano, right. like real tiny ones. I remember I had one of those a long time ago. It's,
2: it reminded me of the thing that they started putting your headphones in, your earbuds in. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <Whatever you, laughs> yeah. it's sort of that size, and if it were like black, if it were like the colors of an iPhone or something... I mean, mine's not black anymore, but you know... <laughs>
0: Anyway. <laughs> uh Jacob, what was your first impression of like these female characters? Like, you know, like especially Mac, because we see that, you know, she like kind of really rises to the fore in this first issue.
1: Oh, for sure. And like I think in one of the the first panels you see there's like a monster squad poster hanging in the background. <laughs> yes, I love that. And it's and like that just kind of sets the whole tone for it. And like I mean, Max just such like a ballsy character, and she's smoking a cigarette, which is like such a '80s kid thing to do. She's got a like, really
2: great haircut, by the way. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's definitely like the uh, the ballsy, like upfront character, and I really like that. Like she's a she's a neat character, definitely like the the alpha of the group.
0: Yeah, the definitely like the rough cut one, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke, what did you think of these characters?
2: Uh, I really uh, I really liked them because they all have their own sort of personalities and stuff. that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know I, I liked them enough to want to read more that's and and there's the thing I like about this is that there's a lot of pages that don't have a, a lot of necessarily like text panels or anything like or with them talking like there's some where it's just like pictures of things so that that's another thing with like the art that really got me into it and that's not about the characters but sorry
0: oh, <laughs> I'll little okay. off
2: track for a second but um <laughs> no I like that even though you know the first probably I guess the first issue you only get a little bit of their of who they are but you still get an idea like you still can get their their personalities just from the little bit and then as we go through the other four issues you get more and more of their personalities and um i think they're well-rounded does that make sense
0: yeah they fit together as a group really well yeah
2: and yeah and then and they're all like complete i think that's sort of the more word that i was looking for like they're complete characters and then they work together as a group too
0: yeah 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 that's a good way to put it brooke Yeah, and I love the circumstances that brought them together. Like they've really only known each other for a year, like since the last Halloween. Because this has taken place on the morning after Halloween, and you got all these twelve-year-old paper girls that are just banding together because shit gets weird (laughs) that next day. And then you know our main character Aaron just kind of meets up with them by happenstance, and then you know they, you know, because we got Mac as the real tough one, and we got Aaron as kind of the the uncertain one who's almost like you know, taking the same viewpoint that we are as the reader, you know, mm-hmm. cause we're getting into this and not knowing these people either. And you she's got
2: kind of, she's kind of like the one that we are introduced to this world through. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. yeah. And we got KJ who's kind of like the, the jock girl. And then, uh, you know, <laughs> Tiffany's, <laughs> I love the arc that we see Tiffany go through from the beginning of the book to the end. <laughs> she's kind of mm-hmm. like the technology geek, but by the end she's the badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: That's what's great too is like all their the way he wrote their conversations with each other are exactly how I would picture like teenager, like preteen teenagers having conversations with each other with those type of personalities. Like he didn't say dial, he didn't have them say dialogue that made like that didn't make sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. His characters felt like authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. It's almost like a female version of Stand By Me. Right. Oh, yep. for sure. Yeah. I mean, totally different circumstances. Stand by me if they were doing some time travel. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That'd
2: be a really
1: cool movie.
3: <laughs> there you go, back in time to find
0: a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when they get down into that basement and they find that craft down there, like, Rod, what was your first impression on seeing that?
3: I was I was not sure what the hell it was at first. And then seeing like when they actually like pulled the cloth over like I guess the parachute or whatever they want to consider it off of the, the ship itself. Like I was expecting to see just a normal like the space like the little space shuttle type ship that we see um, that we've been used to it from NASA and stuff, but then you seen all this like different stuff. You see like veins coming out a portion of it, like it's almost like it's its own it's like it's an entity itself. And I was like, what the hell is going on here?
0: Yeah, it's like a mix of technology and like organic almost. It's super fucking creepy looking. (laughs) Uh, Brooke and uh, Jacob, what did you two think of that?
1: I think you summed it up, Joe. Like the way it looked like organic mixed with mechanical, it was funky looking. And that's like a, I mean, that's a design that like we've seen before. And it always creeps me out, just like. I can picture those veins just pulsing,
2: and it it just
1: like was such a great atmospheric piece.
2: There's like parts of it that looked like brain too, like that's sort of like how you draw that sort of texture. Yeah, like you know. A, yeah, and it was like, and it was weird, but it looked like, you know, like, well, <clears throat> Aaron had said something about it looking like, you know, like a space capsule, but it also. <laughs> in doctor who because i always have doctor who references the daleks the exterminate those those aliens like there was this uh dalek prison and it was shaped exactly like that and so that's kind of the shape it made me think of and then because they're like organic bodies in a machine like all so that's the kind of vibes it gave me um which is just creepy in general i guess
0: <laughs> i wonder if, if uh brian k vaughn had any sort of um, you know being that this is also a time travel book I wonder if he had any sort of inspiration from stuff like Doctor Who
2: maybe or uh, you know back to the future that was from the 80s it was time travel
0: that would be glorious <laughs> Rod <laughs> would have a heart attack if he saw Delorean in this oh yeah <laughs>
2: There used to be a guy in my hometown that had a DeLorean, and sometimes he'd take it out of the garage, and it would be parked on the street when i drive past to go to work. And I'm like, I just want to stop and look at it. <laughs> so don't be late. My job's not worth it. <laughs>
0: Weren't they primarily made out of like stainless steel, and they were super heavy?
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. With yeah. powered by like a V6 Volvo motor, or an inline-six Volvo motor, they were <laughs> way underpowered.
3: Yeah. yeah. Did those things even actually get to 88?
1: <laughs> Not in that uh, mall parking lot, that's for. Sure. <laughs> maybe
2: maybe with the train pushing it. It <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like <laughs> I always say, I always say, uh, you know, it's a uh, what is it? Uh, like my opi- like my opinion on those movies is the third one is my favorite. What is it? I what do, what do people say where it's shit. <laughs> I've, done, I've done i've broken i've already broken we haven't even gotten that far um wor- opinion. word
0: wrestling over there I, <laughs> right.
2: know, I, mean, that's what I do all the time like when people are like a popular opinion well the third one is my favorite so that's sort of an unpopular opinion i, think.
0: <laughs> I used to watch the hell out of that one because i remember i had the first one and the third one but i didn't have the second one and so i've seen that one the least
2: and i don't like it as well but the first one and the third one are but it is my favorite I love Star Wars, but it's my favorite trilogy. <laughs> Back to <in> the Future. <laughs> uh, Going to cosplay Clara Clayton one day, you guys.
0: <laughs> oh, nice.
1: <laughs> all right. I know, like, it's not great podcasting, but you guys might want to check the group chat real quick. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> For all you listeners, sorry about it. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh
2: <laughs> how long ago was
1: that picture oh i was like 19 <laughs> so you have almost awesome. no beard
3: right <laughs> baby beard
2: <laughs> for everyone out there it is a baby baby jacob with a uh delorean
0: <laughs> it's awesome <laughs>
1: There was actually, uh, I think, three DeLoreans and a couple Bricklin SV1s, like, all going to a car show. Wow. I
0: don't know if I've ever actually seen one up close.
3: I've driven by one that's been parked, but I've never actually got to, like, see inside one.
2: Yeah, that's how I was with the guy. Because it was literally around the block from the library I worked at, and I'm like, I just... I need to walk around the block on my break <laughs> and knock on the door or something. <laughs> and they moved. They had like a five car garage and they moved. And they had, I remember seeing them loading it on the moving truck and like a Lamborghini. <laughs> and like, this is a, like a tiny town of like, I think there's like 60,000 people there now. Um, a tiny city, I guess. It's you know, bigger than some places. Uh, but you know, at the time it was probably forty or fifty thousand, maybe. Um, you know, twenty years ago. And uh <laughs> this guy had like a Lamborghini and a DeLorean and then like, you know, some old truck or something, and then like a car that he drove every day that was like an Audi or something. <laughs> like where the heck did he get this money? <laughs> <laughs>
3: travel back in time that's what exactly he that's <laughs> what he was doing
1: <laughs> he Fucking over there <laughs> he was investing in microsoft <laughs>
2: <laughs> he picked up an apple ipod off the ground and
0: <laughs> <laughs> see we're not so much off topic as just on a like a strange tangent <laughs> it's all relative It's, it's, all, right,
1: it's all travel. Travel. <laughs> speaking of tangents which are strange Uh, I think there's, like, certain parallels you could draw between Paper Girls and Stranger Things,
3: for sure. Oh, yeah. Definitely the way they, like, the interaction between the the characters.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, you know, they go in the sewer and, uh, the under... What is it? (laughs) Upside down. (laughs) Upside down. down. I get one to say underground. I'm like, that is wrong. I am (laughs) really wrestling with works right now. I haven't had anything to drink either. So, that's (laughs) Maybe I should.
0: (laughs) Well, with the dialogue that we're seeing with the characters, like when we first see Mac and she says to that one character, calls him a faggot and an AIDS patient.
4: (laughs) The
1: (laughs) AIDS patient. I was like, oh, geez, this is an 80s centric book. (laughs) Exactly right. (laughs) I mean,
0: like talk about social norms in 1988.
1: (laughs) Well, that goes back to like Monster Squad with that poster, because in that movie, he calls the he like the bully calls the kid like a fat faggot yeah and like that's not something you would see today but like (laughs) totally like era appropriate yeah isn't
0: that pg-13 also Uh, i think so oh my god (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine that in a pg-13 movie today
3: Right. (laughs) (laughs) i mean i love too how they show like they reference um the movie mask
2: Yes.
4: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Then they see the deformed person's face. I was going back over that today. I was like, "Oh yeah," and I'm like, "I totally forgot that was Eric Stoltz," (laughs) (laughs) which is another Back to the Future reference because he was originally Marty. Okay.
0: Oh, nice. But he sucked.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) he
3: (laughs) He wasn't their original choice. But they had to go with them, and then when they realized it wasn't working, they had to get Michael J. Fox, and the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> ah, wonderful,
2: wonderful '80s history. <laughs> it's
0: the best history.
2: <laughs>
0: um, I loved the body horror that we got in this first issue. Also, with these dudes, when I first saw them, I was like, "What are these guys? Ninjas?"
4: <laughs>
0: right. That's what I was thinking. Oh, right. <laughs> Stole the walkie-talkie. Yeah, yeah, and then when he gets when they get in that fight with him and it pulls his hood back, and you're like, I mean, it, it almost like he, looks like he's got, like, cybernetics and stuff sticking out of the side of his head.
1: Yeah, I was not expecting that when that hood got pulled off. Oh,
2: yeah. The one, the one yeah. looks like um, the elephant man. Yeah. <laughs> I, <think
0: that's> his <laughs> was, I was like, what? Speaking of the mask, right? Right?
2: <laughs> oh, oh, you think that... I didn't think about that like you know she brought up that movie but it's like it could have been like because he already knew that this is what he was going to do and he's like oh I'm going to bring up that movie ha ha foreshadowing
0: <laughs> I wouldn't put it past <laughs> Brian Cave on. I mean he's I don't know he's a brilliant writer
2: uh, oh
0: for sure
2: intricate motherfucker Come
3: on. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to say that to him if you ever meet him
1: <laughs> listen Brian I just want you to know you're an intricate
0: motherfucker <laughs> I was just picturing it as like a p- quotation on like a book jacket.
2: In the little like sort of like thing, little starburst thing.
3: The back in this first trade should have her quote as like one of the as like a review. He's an intricate motherfucker.
2: It's even I- it, it making me laugh even harder just thinking about like my that coming out in my voice. And then, if you could see me, it's even funnier like little tiny me talking like that. <laughs> I
0: know when you said it, I was like, did I really just hear that? That was great. <laughs> I can't believe Brooke was one that said that.
2: <laughs> That's what. Side note, this is what it's hilarious is some people don't realize like how terrible I am. <laughs> I curse like a sailor. Like sometimes Cindy, like she's usually sort of um just ignores me when I do it. Like she kind of blocks it out. But there are some days she'll go, geez.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good impression of
2: Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> That is exactly how she says Jesus.
0: <laughs> um, so what were your first impressions? Um, Rod, what were your first impressions just based off that is like a number one issue?
3: Oh, uh, I, I mean, I, it was super intriguing and it made me want to read more. I was, I mean, I read it like the whole trade at once, so I kind of just got to keep going. But if I just had to stop at that first issue... I mean, there was so much like left, like what's going on here? Like I had no clue. And then the fact that you see this Apple product from the future that we all know what it is, but they have no fucking clue because they're in the 80s. And it's just like, how the hell is this Apple product tying into anything?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Jacob, being that you got to read this, I mean, I'm, I know you you bought those first three all at once, but you got to just hold that single book in your hand, like closing that last page. What did you think?
1: When I saw that Apple logo at the end, I was like I was blown away. Cause like reading it, I'm like, okay, this is cool. Like this seems down the like some, down the alley is something I would like. And then like as I finished the issue, I was like, I was just sold. Like there were so many questions left unanswered. And I just you had to
0: find out, you know, what the answers were. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I getting into it, I knew it was gonna be a time travel book. And, you know, as you read that first issue, you almost kind of forget about it because you just there's lots of other weird shit that's going into it where it's it's really feeling more like a mystery. And then when you get to the end of it, it folds in that mystery of, OK, there's definitely an element of time travel going on. Um, but what was your impression of that, Brooke?
2: OK, now I'm just to l- about the
0: <laughs> just kind of base it off the, the, the first like chapter of the trade.
2: Oh, um, like, you know, you're kind of going through and you're just going, what is happening? What is happening? And then she has that in her hand and you're like, what is this? What's happen-? Like, I didn't know what to think because I didn't know if it was time travel. I'm like, it has to be. But I, is it, it, you know, I just couldn't, I couldn't even form words in my head <laughs> thinking uh-huh. about it. Um, Which is why I really needed to read the rest of it. Because. Yeah. I needed to know what happened. You know, it's like, how can you, I can't just, can't leave me hanging like that. But then you have to, because then I'll come back and read the rest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The, the first several times, I think I've read this probably four or five times now. And at least the first three times I read it, I just like devoured it like a whole trade at a time. And then eventually I got, all the single issues. And so then I sat down and read it just like a single book at a time. And, um, yeah, that it would have been awesome getting this when it very first came out and then just sitting in, like, just kind of like going over that for a month, you know, before that number two came out. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then getting right into, uh, number two, did you notice that when you open it up, like it's got that weird script. was basically like what those, the ninja looking dudes were like speaking mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I, like uh, the
3: hieroglyphics yeah or whatever the, that is
0: right <laughs> when we first started the Skype call and we were kind of brought that up a little bit mm-hmm. um i had mentioned like i've been having an obsession over that recently and like i haven't gotten a chance to google it yet cuz for some reason the idea didn't pop into my head until earlier but like i wouldn't put it past them to have that be some sort of cipher and like that stuff actually really does mean something and it's not just chicken scratching that that cliff chang drew in there or if or if the letterer put it in i don't even know but it's definitely worth a google search i need to check it out i
3: hope what happens is like by the end of the time that he finishes this paper girls series that maybe like in that last issue or is like a bonus in like the final like trade or something like it has the cipher so then you can yourself go back through and figure out what oh. all those words were, and it better oh, that'd not be see, awesome. It better not say "drink
0: your Ovaltine," because I'd be
4: pissed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say there has to be some beautiful mind, comic book geek out here that has read this, though. Like <laughs> well, I'm just
3: looking at it now, and there's definitely like I see repeating symbols, so clearly those are the same letter. But it looks
2: sort of like maybe some sort of bastardization v- of some sort of like kanji that's already out there, or. Maybe it's actually something, and I don't know. (laughs) Because it's real super square, so it could be. I don't know. (laughs) I see a lot of Korean because Cindy uh, studied in South Korea, and she gets a snack box of Korean snacks. So we get to eat lots of Korean snacks. Um, So, and it, like, bits of it remind me of that.
0: (laughs) That's cool. I hadn't even considered it that way. I was almost wondering, you know, like, if you were to, like, write out a paragraph and then change your font to, like, wingdings or something.
4: <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> and you think about
1: it, like, South Korea does make a ton of electronics, so
0: maybe oh, there yeah. is something to that. Yeah, and remember, that was that was a thing in the movie, um, what was that, Looper, where he was saying everybody in the future speaks Chinese.
2: I've never seen that.
0: Oh, uh, it's definitely another time travel one.
2: Right, right. I was thinking that I was going to watch it, and then I never have.
0: I haven't seen oh. Looper in a long time. I don't think. Yeah, I only watched it once. I thought it was okay, but I, I have a problem with Bruce Willis. I do too. I think we all do. <laughs> Excellent. This is going to turn into the Bruce Willis hate cast.
2: <laughs> I don't have a hate story. I just have where my uh, one of my uncles bowled with him.
0: Are you shitting me? Yeah, <laughs> because it
2: was when, Yeah, because. It was years ago, maybe when their first, when his and Demi's first kid was born, Scout. Maybe trying to think of which one it was, but they were somewhere, and he, they were just sort of, he was just sort of hanging out, waiting for the baby to be born, kind of thing. It was, and it was like balling where like one of my stepmom's brothers was was working. (laughs) Wow! Like that's 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 insane.
0: Yeah, that's really weird. That is crazy.
2: <laughs> I have They have lots of weird stories. I have I feel like I have no cool stories. I just have to tell other people's cool stories, but my stepmom's always got interesting stories.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I heard about Bruce Willis in a polling alley, because that's fucking weird.
2: Right? <laughs> right? I mean, I guess it's before he became, like, a complete, like, jackass to everyone. I don't know, because... It wasn't, like, necessarily good or bad. It was just like, oh, hey, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys notice the Bush 88 sign towards the beginning (laughs) of the second uh, chapter? Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) I know.
4: (laughs) It
3: made me think of Stranger Things when they have, like, their different campaign stuff out in their yards.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: Was it was it Reagan? Wasn't it Reagan in Stranger Things though?
0: Uh probably. Well that would have been
3: the, eighty
0: four. Right? Yeah. Yeah, some quick math there. <laughs>
3: <sighs> Maybe the kids will show up later in the series. Well, like, um, See Dustin.
0: <laughs> well like,
2: you know, <laughs> God. Like Reagan shows up in this. You know, when when uh Aaron is shot and she has like the like dream.
0: Yeah. And that's,
2: that's president Reagan. But I don't know if he ever said that that's who he was. I don't remember, but he's like, sometimes people get shot and don't die. And I'm like, Oh, right. He's Reagan. I get it. I thought he kind of looked like that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I just got that. (laughs) That's cool. That's awesome.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and through the course of the trade, I think we see Aaron have three really weird dreams. Mm -hmm. And every single time she had one, I was I always wonder, I'm like, what is the deeper meaning behind this? Why, why did Brian cave on, put this in? Why did cliff Chang draw these certain images in it? How's it going to tie in? in a lot of them, do we see apples? In yes. At I least was going to say them, right?
2: that there are actual apples, like not just in her dreams, there's other apples. Some things like when, uh, when the one like futuristic guy in like the silvery outfit gets, gets killed then the girl calls the old guy like his phone looks like an apple yeah that's so the like eyeball there's the a lot of, of like there yeah like there's real you know like there's things that look like real apples and then there's like the actual apple ipod you know and all that kind of stuff and then she has these apples in her dreams because the one with ronald reagan like turned like brown or whatever or black or whatever um i can't remember the one with the the angel and the demon and stuff in the beginning, but I know there was one in there too. Like somebody was holding it, but
0: yeah, it was Krista McAuliffe, like hands are, the apple, she held right? it.
2: Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's like, I just read this again this morning and I couldn't remember.
0: <laughs> <again>. <laughs> We're kind of jumping around a little bit, but yeah, that's okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you guys think of that scene where it showed the kids out in the the football field and they're like seeing all those dinosaurs swooping around and then like some other dude flies in on a dinosaur and does he, I mean, at first I thought he killed him, but then you see him in the tubes later on. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's in the, the fourth issue or the fifth one. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, but, well, at first I thought that one boy was a creep. <laughs> yeah he's like oh hey since everybody's dead you to like that guy who cares how about me you know it's like uh hello there's like stuff going on maybe not
0: well yeah and then he says the creepiest line ever like i've wanted you since we were freshmen yeah it's like guys guys, guys if you learn anything from listening to this weird paper girls podcast don't say that line to women right. <laughs> Man, I was going to try that out later too.
2: Just, just don't say it to anybody. Oh, God.
0: You sound like thirsty and creepy all in one. Right. It's like <laughs> such a bad combination.
3: It's kind of funny, though, that that guy, he's he's not wearing the exact same like outfit, but it's kind of the same style as what Marty McFly wears in Back to yes. the Future.
1: <laughs> nice. I didn't notice that. Oh, I'm flipping he's got, like, page the vest.
3: Now. he's got the vest. I oh. mean, it's a different kind of vest, but it's still like the, it's a similar style.
0: Oh, that's cool.
2: I didn't know know anybody who wore one of those vests in the 80s.
0: He's wearing a Terminator mask also, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And also, he's like standing in the middle of the football field with a six pack. So he's like the Mm -hmm. loneliest drinking high school kid ever. (laughs) He's like, like, this this is the end, man.
1: This is how I'm going out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like super late Halloween night morning the next fucking morning he's all by himself at the football field
2: it's all saints (laughs) day whatever
0: he's saying i'm tripping my face off so maybe that's what he's (laughs) doing (laughs) he's just wandering around all fucking blood
3: well it's crazy too like when you when it jumps to the next scene though where it's like the aftermath of um mac fighting with her stepmom over that gun and like i for sure thought when it went off that Matt um like ended up shooting her mom but then of course we find out that it was Aaron that got shot and she didn't even realize it at first
0: yeah that's a mm-hmm. fucking hell of a way to end that issue
1: yeah I was not expecting that to take that turn like I figured it was the mom who got
3: shot as well or the stepmom mm-hmm. and then she Sorry. fucking dipped out quick
0: well there's that cool moment too where mac kind of goes from being super tough and like you know kind of pretending you know you know i don't like this is just my stepmom whatever and then when she sees that you know that her stepmom's about to uh kill herself that you know she actually tells her you know but mom i love you and so i mean that was kind of touching and then you know the big bang in i don't know because uh Are we actually skipping an issue? Sorry, I'm getting lost staring at the book here. Uh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's number two. Okay, no, it's a, yeah, it's at the
3: very end of number two when the whole like fighting over the gun happens, and then issue three opens with the guy at the football field.
0: Okay, there, that's mm-hmm. where I messed myself up.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> it's okay, we keep jumping around anyway.
3: So yeah. <laughs> know, yeah, it's time travel, man. It's time
0: travel. It happens. <laughs> yeah, there we go.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: I just time traveled to Stupidville. Now I'm back. <laughs> Uh. But yeah, that was weird that we keep seeing people disappearing in this too. Like, what do you think is up with that? It's got to be some sort
1: of like timelines being changed or something. And that's why people are just kind of disappearing.
0: Yeah, it wasn't. Because when when we see him in the basement in that first issue and they're like there's like a big energy pulse that comes out of that craft. And it made me wonder, is, like, is that something to where now they're like not affected by what's going on. Whereas other people that weren't exposed to that are being affected by it. And so that's why they're disappearing. Maybe that's a
3: good idea. Yeah. I didn't think of it that way, but that is a good idea. Yeah.
0: yeah Cause when they come out of that basement and now we're skipping back, but <laughs> when they come out of that basement, <laughs> like the sky looks all fucking trippy, like it, it's, it's got a different color to it and the stars look a lot more intense and they even talk about how it looks weird. Yeah, don't, let's not all talk and at once. And
2: like, yeah. we're all like, I was, I was examin- our heads. <laughs> I could Just imagine, we're all just going, oh, uh-huh, yeah, right, I think that's you're right, right. But like in our heads. <laughs> oh, what a way to podcast,
0: you guys. <laughs> that was pretty good. I'm like, is somebody going to say something? <laughs> I just want to hold it out and see how long we can stay silent. <laughs> well, that's the joys of podcasting like with a whole group of people over Skype, right? <laughs> For sure. 10 minutes dead silence
2: <laughs> geico commercial there's a geico commercial and he's trying to talk to someone on like a you know a teleconference or whatever and it's and it's just silence and then she's like oh hi sorry i had you on mute and then they're talking over each other and i'm like that's just like talking on skype it's the exact same thing <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, that's really funny.
4: <laughs> that's great.
1: <laughs> gotta love it when a commercial like has a real life counterpart.
2: <laughs> and some of those are so weird. I mean, because that's one with the gecko. So some of those are so weird. But uh, yeah, it, it was definitely spot on.
0: <laughs> and we get some weird concepts and um, stuff thrown at us in this one, like. We get the one dude, you, the people on the Flying Dragons that are wearing the, or the Flying Dinosaurs that are wearing flying the armor. Dragons. And they, they all fucking talk weird, right? They,
2: they, when I first read it, I was like, they're like talking like text sort of speech. You know, like they, it's like... uh you know, after you text things so long and then it turns into some other words.
4: Yeah, It, yeah.
2: it becomes a whole new vernacular. Right. And, and that's what it seemed like to me. Um, like, there, uh, here, here we go. There's an episode of Doctor Who of this past <laughs> season where they go and there's these robots. And the robots basically communicate to people with emojis.
4: <laughs>
2: and like... <laughs> Everyone gets this emoji button so then the robots know if you're happy or not, so they can help you out if you're happy. And, uh, you know, so, and it's just like, cause that's where everything seems to be headed is that you're, is that we're so tech induced that we're, we're going to lose <laughs> the written language.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How many times in a day can you relate things back to Doctor Who?
2: Just about any it's either that I love
0: or the
2: it. golden, girls. <laughs> or the golden are, girls.
0: That's great. <laughs> yeah, those are my two favorite shows. I've <laughs> so started cool.
3: figuring out the the language. Yeah. <laughs> I already started figuring out some of the letters and what they actually are.
4: Oh. Oh yeah?
3: Nice. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just looking at one of the pages I'm like, all right, I know this. Nice. So like on the page where the the people that we thought were ninjas but weren't, mm-hmm. um were like jumping over backyard fences. Um, so I noticed like a lot of that, those, le- those, um, that language, there's, um, each of those text bubbles are ending with the same symbol. And I determined that that's an exclamation mark. Oh. And oh, then, so that means that those first two symbols are N and O that the guy says, cause he has to say no
0: mm-hmm.
3: or O one of the two. So then now he's I know saying
0: that- no, because he's seen the dead body.
3: Yep. So then we at least know, no, three, no, letters. No, no. We know yeah. three letters, We know three letters. Dude, that's fucking awesome!
4: <laughs> You're our beautiful like, you know, lines
3: like, guy, right? I feel like Rain Man all of a sudden. <laughs> <And Ms. Twopner. laughs> so, i Mister Wapner.
4: So, gonna go to Kmart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I
1: did do a quick Google search, and there is a fully translated alphabet available for that language. Fuck oh.
0: yeah! Oh. Nice.
3: Well, <laughs> Now I know what you're doing this weekend, Joe.
0: I, that's what I was just going to say. I know what I'm doing in my downtime. You can decipher the whole book. I'm just sitting over in a corner with a notebook and my phone in right. volume one. You
3: going to put post-it notes over each of the panels.
0: Oh, that's fucking genius. Now I need to stop by an office supply store. no fucking post-its here
2: I'm like you don't have post-it notes at your house I don't (laughs) (laughs) I no I like I have a cup full of pens on my desk like my desk at home that I don't need to use pens for generally and (laughs) I have a drawer that's full of notepads and post-its and like cards like blank thank you cards and stuff like I am um a office supply whore, basically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, if I had posters, could... my children would just put them all right. over the house.
2: They would just stick them on everything. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I yeah, I I, I, I would have. Well, I would have been one of those kids, and then my mom would have been like, "Don't you know how much those cost?" And then I would have just flip them like a flip book for the rest of my life, knowing that I couldn't <laughs> stick them on anything.
0: <laughs> At the end of the day, I'm like, well, it's really not that expensive, and they're having fun, and they're being creative. You should see how much fucking scotch tape they go through. <laughs> they put it across oh, our hallway like it's tripwires. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's hilarious. Me and my cousin would use, up, we would use up scotch tape and paper towels and stuff. We used to make like uh, cats. And pretend like our arms were broken. (laughs) (laughs) My grandmother is like, I'm just going to buy you guys tape and paper towels for Christmas.
3: (laughs) Just don't, Joe, just don't ever show your kids the saran wrap on the toilet seat trick.
0: Oh, Oh, no, shit. That would be awful. (laughs) Could you imagine dropping a morning dump on that? I'd be be so pissed. (laughs) I just did like a little mental floop. I'm like, how did we get here? (laughs) (laughs) This (laughs) is the most disjointed comic book conversation ever. (laughs) Without (laughs) a doubt. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow we got to saran wrap on the toilet
3: seat. (laughs) (laughs) That should be the end goal for every comic book conversation. Right? (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> oh, <Holy> shit! <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I'm, I'm, like, I'm looking at that one panel right now of um, Reagan and Aaron skating, and I did notice. Yeah, there's like the one random apple dangling from the the little tree, and
0: that's Charlie down yeah, Christmas pu- tree.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah. Then you got the pumpkin patch in the next panel or in the next page. Yeah. She almost has, like, the Charlie Brown look in her face, too.
0: That's what I was just (laughs) going (laughs) to say.
3: Says, what about Wendy? (laughs)
2: He's like, yeah, no, you can't have a pen pal as your friend, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's just sad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I liked that it introduced that concept of the, the, the teenage kids. They were calling them old timers. Mm -hmm. and so it like you really have this feeling like is there some sort of like time war going on i mean because these two these people if they're all time travelers yet they look extremely different i mean you got armor wearing dinosaur riders and then these freaking like walking body horror things and like ninja outfits
2: well when they tell them what year they're from they're like we're from 13, and they're like, oh, yeah, we had to restart it after what the calamity or something. Yeah, is that what the they it? And it's like, holy shit, what happened?
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, any ideas on what the calamity could be?
2: I don't know, but it seems like it's going to be like, because I have the next two sets, but I have not even read them yet. So I don't know anything else that happens after this.
0: Yeah, I, I'm so, current on the book and I don't know what the calamity is and yet. You still
2: don't know what it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. Hasn't been I didn't know up. how how much stuff's been brought up or not but um i thought about that i was like i had bought the next two and then because um because i had bought one, one and then i ordered the other one and when they had, it the next one had come out or whatever and then i put them away and i just haven't gotten them out because they're up in the top of my closet and i'm lazy um <laughs> but i keep i'm thinking of like Uh, Snowpiercer. Like, that's just sort of the immediate one where it's, like, the difference between, like, different types of people. So, like, there's people who are... who have money and who are upper class or something, like the Dino Riders, but then maybe there are people who are not, and they're... they get in... uh, somehow they get deformed and stuff, you know, like, they're not able to, like, shield themselves from some this calamity thing that happens. And so then they... They go through the effects and then maybe like after generations of them, not only them being messed up, but then having kids and it makes it worse, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, because if he said he the, was it from 14. Yeah. And if they're saying they're teenagers, that means they would have been born right around the time of the calamity, yeah. right? So maybe that's why right. they're all fucked up looking. I never thought of that before. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And they could have been, and they could be like 17 and they could have been like toddlers and it still would have affected them.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely.
2: You know, uh, some sort of like radiation poisoning or some, you know, something crazy. Uh, So, I mean, I I don't care about spoilers. So do we know anything about that? Like how far ahead in time that is yet when you go further on? Or we still don't know that either.
0: Uh, how far along are you on the on the the series, Jacob? Uh,
1: I've actually only finished the first trade. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> <We're> even <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fucking it. good. We don't have to talk about it. <laughs> it. It continues to
0: get really good. Yeah, yeah. We we don't have to spoil it any any further yeah. than just volume one. Okay, but um, it, it, you do get some more. Um, just kind of give you some vague stuff. It you do get some more, more as f- to what is going on between the diff between the old timers and then like the the teenagers
4: Ooh.
0: okay and and yeah I, I i won't say any more than that but if, if you stick with it i believe it's in the fourth story arc where the you really start to get some good information on what's going on with that part of the story but in in each story arc what happens is they're like skipped to a different time period Oh, that's awesome! It is. Yeah, very, it's it's yeah,
3: it's very cool.
0: It's sweet because, cool. like, in the third story arc, they're in like prehistoric times.
1: Oh, that's well, rad! Yeah, and <laughs> it's, yeah,
0: the the current one that's going on, the fourth story arc, they're in like the uh, lead up to Y2K, like right oh, at like the that's awesome, <laughs> right around New Year's. Right, Rod. And see, like I remember that, yeah. so I can't wait to get to that point.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was sitting with my dad watching TV as it turned to the to the new year, all across the the, the country, the world. It was great, and I was just like, "This is so dumb," because <laughs> people are like, "Everything's gonna go crazy." And then, of course, you know, Hong Kong they celebrated. Nope, nothing happened. You know, <laughs> Japan. Nope but oh, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> All the computers are going to think it's 1900. Well,
0: I never understood why they didn't just make a new computer and just set it for that's the time and then see what happens. But I don't know. I'm sure yeah. it was much more complicated than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Otherwise, super smart people wouldn't have been worried about it. <laughs> I th-
2: Personally, I think it was probably something that would have been an easy fix to begin with. Uh, but then they realized that there are so many people had computers by then that they couldn't, it wouldn't be that easy to fix anymore. Right? <laughs> and they're like, oh, fuck it.
1: <laughs> but I'm sure, like, the uh, the bottle water industry and, like, the, you know, the pepper foods industry were doing really well then. <laughs> so I'm sure they appreciated all
0: the insanity.
3: <laughs> yeah, grocery stores were happy. <laughs>
0: right. The MREs were just flying off the shelf. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> people were stocking up
2: <laughs> i mean i didn't even have a computer at that time at all so i was just like whatever
0: <laughs> i had my mom and dad's awesome desktop that had like a 420 megabyte hard drive i think Ooh, it had like eight meg of ram
2: <laughs> i mean that's That's like mine was 256 when I finally got it (laughs) when after I graduated high school. So I guess later that year, later in 2000, I got it. It was 256. And then my first like thumb drive was like 256.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We can tie this into the book because they talk about this sort of shit in the book (laughs) with the Apple computers being all huge and then potentially being small. So yeah, I cut you off there, Jacob. Oh. Oh, I was just going to say, I remember
1: when I got my first, like, one gigabyte flash drive and how I thought it could hold, like, everything. Because it was just so big in the palm of my hand.
2: So funny. Do you remember a jazz drive on your whole computer? I have a Batman 4 gig one laying here on the on the desk that my dad put in my stocking this year. I'm like, why? I was just like, oh, it's cool. And then I read it and it says it's 4 gig. And I'm like, oh, that's sad. <laughs>
0: Jacob, did you know what a jazz drive was? No, what's a jazz drive? Okay, I don't know so what that is either. it. It was a removable media, and it it took a disk that was similar to like a three and a half inch floppy disk, but it was a lot thicker, and it would hold a gig of data on it. Oh, it was, oh man! Yeah, it was kind of like I think they had zip drives also, but and was that was like say, a one hundred sort of like
4: drive. Yeah, yeah, and those, I were, like 100, zip. Yeah, those yeah. were like a one
0: hundred Yeah, those were like a one hundred megabyte disk, I think. And so jazz drive was like the next one up. <laughs> Wow, it's like the coolest of 90s technology
2: (laughs) I don't remember that
0: (laughs) One of my best friends was like a hardcore computer nerd And so he had one Mm
2: -hmm.
0: (laughs) He was very proud
1: As he should be That thing Well they're very expensive still Uh, $3.50 per gig
4: On eBay
2: (laughs) Oof That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> I was thinking, as you guys were saying about the computer, you know, the Apple computer or whatever. Like, I thought it was cool how Aaron was just like, maybe this is like that computer because they used to be the size of rooms. Yeah. I loved her critical thinking skills there. Like, that was super awesome that she's like, it could be from the future. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, what?
0: <laughs> they did that a lot in this book. I loved how smart these girls were on their feet. Most of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they work together well as a group, bouncing ideas off each other, you know? Definitely.
3: <laughs> it was pretty badass when that the one futuristic guy that um, flew in on the dinosaur got shot.
0: Yeah, that was crazy. You don't see that coming at all. <laughs> right. It was really
2: interesting because it was like a, just sort of like a, Profile. That's not the word I'm looking for. Uh, Sort of like a vignette, kind of like where it was just the silhouette of him or whatever with the like the blood coming out and stuff. Yes, yes, like that. Like it it was it was interesting that they did it that way. So then it wasn't like gory, like it could be like gorier, but you still got the complete idea that um, this is like a kill shot.
0: Right. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it was stylized really cool. Yes. Um, so when they call up that old guy and wake him up in bed and he's got the Apple phone next to him and stuff. Um,
3: Fucking public enemy.
0: I know. Wearing a public <laughs> I enemy <love> shirt. It. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but um, do you think it was, I thought it was weird that the people who were talking to him were talking in that, you know, weird speak. Where in my head, I almost was like reading it with like an Amish accent to it. <laughs> 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 and then it was kind of making more sense.
2: Someone whose first language is not English. Yeah, <laughs> uh, your brother Hezekiah <laughs> because they speak that weird, like, uh, sort of like di- like German dialect kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it I, definitely what they weird. It? I can't. It. But the the thing that was strange to me was that that old guy talked completely normal. Right. And then he mentions an editrix, too. And I'm like, all right, now we get another weird word thrown at us.
2: Like, but he's older than they are. So he probably remembers a time when people talk civilized.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely some mystery with that guy because he seems to be the one in charge of those people, too.
2: I'm guessing we don't know a whole lot more about him than the other ones yet either. Because I feel like maybe he's really way older than we even can imagine he would be.
3: Yeah, yeah he's like quite a super old school too. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Because he's like, got,
3: I mean, even though he's got, in the future, he's still got the corded phone and it's the old, like, rotary phone.
2: Right. right. And he kind of dresses like he's a hippie and stuff <laughs> like Birkenstocks and things. <laughs> yeah. <know? laughs> so it's like maybe, yeah, maybe he's, maybe he's, maybe. He's, maybe he's, he uses one of those tubes to rest himself and he doesn't age as fast or something. I don't know.
0: Something. That's a good idea. (laughs) Yeah. Like what, what sort of technology is, you know, do they have access to in the future?
2: I don't know. But that one, when you see like the warehouse and you see like the big tube that has the Apple symbol on it, it looked like Ikea. (laughs) 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 And I thought that was pretty hilarious. That is
0: cool. Um so w- when we got all our uh characters down in the sewer the and they're walking through there with in their they're doing that to avoid, you know, all the flying dinosaurs and they find out that those teens are gay uh Max reaction to it was like totally classic 80s, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, she's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> It would, if, if there were sound, there would have been a record scratch.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a good That's way to put it. how it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of interesting reading, because, you know, I, I grew up in the 80s, so I, I remember that stuff. And I, you know, I mean, even when I was in high school in the 90s, we you know, yeah. just casually toss around words that you're just not absolutely, you know, you're just not allowed to say them. Anymore. And so right. it's kind of weird reading this book from that perspective and then kind of reminding yourself, well, yeah, these are, people are in the 80s and it's giving you a realer feel for that character. And you really only get it from Mac, which is kind of funny. She's kind of like the, you know, uh, the bigot in the group, I guess. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like she would be like my family and I would be like well, whoever it was that was scolding her about it. <laughs> I can't even remember who it was now. I think it was um, KJ. Yeah, maybe, uh, because, like, here's a Golden Girls reference. So I watched, I've always watched the Golden Girls, and it started in 1987, and, like, they have lots of different themes. So there were, like, Blanche's brother is gay, and, you know, and uh, Rose could have could have gotten infected with AIDS because there was some, with HIV, because there was some bl- tainted blood that they didn't realize that they gave gave her at a hospital and she might have gotten some of it and all this kind of thing so there were all these really serious <laughs> issues and I'm like six years old watching this stuff <laughs> and I'm like and I understand and what's funny is I ended I feel like I was I don't know if it's just because I was already more mature because I was you know reading at like three or whatever or if it was just because I was watching this and I was catching things in context but uh, like I feel like I was always like you know AJ or whoever, you know, like uh, scolding the older people, being like, "Don't do that! <laughs> Don't, you know why? Why are you being racist? Why are you saying something mean about somebody just because they love somebody? Come on!" <laughs>
0: <laughs> you are the progressive voice in the family.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, i um, uh, still am, but, um, <laughs> <the most> <laughs> but you know. What are you
0: going to do? <laughs> <laughs> One of the other things that, that the boys mention in the sewer is they said something about, like, they escaped the wash. And so oh. I'm wondering if that had something to do with the way that they're catching these people and, like, making them disappear off the streets. Ooh. Yeah,
4: I didn't think yeah, about
2: that.
1: Yeah, that's a good possible connection there.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, was, it was a mysterious phrase.
3: Yeah, because that would make sense kind of how the when the guy with the Terry and the other girl on the football field that that gets sucked up, that'd be part of the wash, I would
0: bet. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's like they're cleaning the area of
0: people. <laughs> yeah. And if know. that's the yeah. case, like, what for? Like, are they fucking traveling in time and harvesting people? Or, you know, at this point in the story, we have no idea, but it's definitely you know, a mystery.
3: Yeah. You know that or they're trying to, like, grab anybody that would have seen stuff that would have affected a timeline or something.
1: Oh, that's a good point. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Almost like a time police sort of deal.
3: Yeah.
2: Time (laughs) cop. Right?
0: (laughs) What if they accidentally grab somebody who grows up to, like, cure cancer?
2: Assholes. (laughs) Doesn't mean they're not going to put them all back.
0: Hey, that's a good point. Do you think they're like taking them somewhere and just erasing their memories and then they're just going to drop them back down?
2: Well, probably possibly probably i mean because we see you know at the end of i don't know where we were talking about but at the end of the last issue of this trade is where erin runs into herself as an adult or whatever right
0: yeah yep. so right it
2: was like it was like i thought that was like the very end of this but you know and and it could be because here's a doctor who thing because their timelines are out of sync. Cause in doctor who he forgets when he runs into himself, because as soon as he gets back to where he's supposed to be, it goes, it locks back into place. And so then he's forgotten meeting himself. Uh, but sometimes it gets blurry and he remembers that, but Aaron is just like, are you kidding me? You know that I'm Aaron, you know, kind of thing. Um, so that's it's a like really good point. Something's happened and she's forgotten that she's run into herself, even though we know like, this is uh, like the year two thousand or whatever, or ninety nine or whatever, because you see like the whole thing with the, the, it looks like the Times Square numbers when they fall into this place and they end up there. Yeah. And the cars coming. Um. So I guess it's like ninety nine or whatever. But. Um,
0: so yeah. So if she, okay. So if that would have been ninety nine, then that means the version of her that she was seeing would have been twenty three then.
2: Yeah. So she's like an adult she's still sort of a young adult and we don't know what's happened to her yet. Yeah. Right. Cause she wants to, she was, you know, wanting to go to college and do all this stuff. And it's kind of like, Oh, I'm at this point where I'm like, she going to like talk to herself. What's going to happen. I need to know. So I'm probably (laughs) going to get my books out of the closet.
0: (laughs) I know. I'm really stoked to read volume two now because I'm like in my head, I'm like, I don't, I think it's later than 99, but it definitely shows 1999 on that one panel.
2: And I don't know if it's like, maybe it's just to show that they're falling through time, but I don't know why it would give us a specific, one specific year if it wasn't probably like that year or the year after. Yeah. That makes sense?
0: No, that's a good point. And it has her driving one of those new Beatles, I think, too, right? And so no, those came about right in the, in the end of the 90s. I remember seeing those as I was graduating high school.
2: Right, right, right. I remember people in college had
3: them. <laughs> Did you guys ever play the game that she actually has that flashback of?
0: I had the Game Boy version of it called Alleyway. That it was super like similar to that.
3: Yeah, I feel like I played it on like a PlayStation or something. Don't like it's like I... like it's like on like a demo disc or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it was like Pong on Atari, right? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it was basically like you're just like trying to keep this ball to bounce off all those blocks and destroy them.
0: Yeah, yeah. I had it on the original Game Boy system. It was called Alleyway. It was fun. It was frustrating <laughs> as fuck.
2: <laughs> I didn't really recognize what it was, but I never really played a lot of.
0: Yeah. And it, 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 it's that that Editrix thing that we get referenced, that's the thing that's floating down in the sewer that looks like a like a big green cube with like a bunch of like eyeballs on stalks that shoot lasers out of it. And like one yeah. of them wraps itself around Tiffany's neck and then she goes through like a montage of her just playing this game over and over again, like that's all she did with her life. <laughs> that
2: she's just like she's just like, I didn't think that game was in is important to me. As it was. <laughs> but I've wasted my life. <laughs> she's like thirteen, and she's like, I've wasted my life. <laughs> I, <love
0: it. laughs> I mean, uh, that's kind of her. That's kind of her come to Jesus turnaround moment, too. You know, right? like, that really shakes her loose. Yeah. Uh. <laughs>
3: well, I remember I played like the version of it where, like, you would get like special like boosts and stuff, where you'd either get like extra balls going or you'd get to shoot, like, lasers from your paddle at the bottom or whatever. And there's times where you get, like, multi-ball going, where it's, like, seven of them flying around. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's intense trying to see how long you keep all of them up.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, see, I don't know. I got I to gotta find this. I have to see what this, if I recognize this game. But I had, we had an Odyssey and an Atari when I was small. So those are the only games that I really ever played.
4: We're <laughs> oh, on cool. those.
2: And then my brother kept getting games, and the only things I would play with him was, like, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, and Shaq Fu, because he also had that. <laughs> if anybody remembers that.
0: <laughs> I only had a handful of NES games. I remember I played the shit out of, like, all the Mario brothers. and
2: We didn't have... We had a... Sega is what it was. Is what he had was different. Sega uh, he had like every iteration of Sega gate of Sega consoles.
0: Yeah, Mega like, Man Two was longest. my jam. I played well, a lot
3: I
1: a
0: lad
3: in a, sh- a shit ton when I got <laughs> Sega.
0: <laughs> Dude, I was playing Mega Man Two right before we started recording. That dragon <laughs> at the end in Wily's castle, like, ugh, no shit, <laughs> it's fucking impossible. <laughs> oh, it's so hard. <laughs> Uh, Uh, I miss regular Nintendo (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: I know now I'm playing through Breath of the Wild on the Switch and it's like oh, Nintendo's making me feel things
2: (laughs) I know a lot of people who are playing that
1: It won like all sorts of Game of the Year awards and there's a very good reason it did because it is insane how massive that game is
0: yeah, the last time I got sucked into a, a a big game like that was Final Fantasy VII when I was in high school.
1: Uh, I just replayed through that like maybe a year ago. Oh, nice. Well, such such a great game. Like those three Final Fantasies for the original PlayStation were like a golden era.
0: Yeah, I only played 7, but man, I fucking got into that. It was fun.
1: <laughs> I mean, they're supposed to be doing like a full remake for the PS4. So hopefully. <laughs> Revisit that world in all new, you know, 1080p graphics and whatnot. Well <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> you could break it so easily too, because like you could get really good at farming the all materia and then just sell it and make a ton of gill. Oh, so good.
0: <laughs> Farmen speaking foreign foreign languages. <laughs> right. <laughs> um uh in the book though right after we had that that montage with tiffany and then they go into the woods and those teens uh their names are heck and naldo right mm-hmm. heck and naldo yep. yeah <laughs> those are great names <laughs> <laughs> and we they have that craft out in the woods and they put aaron in it and then it like disappears and the way that they illustrated that thing taking off was awesome like it was almost like the thing turned liquid or something like that into like the squiggly lines.
2: <laughs>
0: it was a really neat illustration. Like yeah. <laughs> oh so great.
2: I'm yeah. sorry. Just you saying squiggly lines just makes me think of um uh what is it, Wayne and Garth going doo 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 whatever. <laughs> Scooby-doo. Scooby-doo <ending>. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> It's like is that the sound that they would make? You know what I'm saying? It would
0: be great if that's what the spaceship
1: sound. Was. <laughs> that's what it's going to sound like to me every time I it read sounds, it
0: now.
2: <laughs> it sounds exactly like Mike Myers and Dana Carvey making that noise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then I love the way that this book ended too because this was kind of like the Empire strikes back of the first of this first volume. <laughs> because aaron disappears you're like what the fuck and they, even all the girls are like what the fuck but then on the very last page we see that 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 lady on the flying dinosaur spots him out in the woods
4: mm-hmm.
0: and so oh i couldn't imagine finishing this one and then waiting a whole fucking month for the next book
4: mm-hmm.
0: well i think issue, when uh i that? think when issue five issue. yeah
3: Oh, never mind. You're, I was thinking you meant the trade was over. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I was confused.
2: Like, but I thought Aaron was there. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> uh.
3: Too many goddamn time periods.
0: Too many time periods. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then when that, that last chapter, uh, so we got issue five, when that one starts off, that's when they're in, we find out it's called the Wen House, and I love that. <laughs> It's it's like a warehouse just full of shit that they've the, these teens who have been like time no. traveling have just been grabbing shit and bringing it back to this place,
2: and it looks like IKEA. Uh, <laughs> and I, I love, love how they call
0: it the Wen House. Like, I was like, yeah. say
2: that because <laughs> it's not where it is; it's,
0: it's when, when it's it from. Exactly, it's <laughs> <laughs> fucking clever. Ugh. And
2: I love. And
1: that, that seems I, like such an '80s name too. Like. <laughs> Oh, we got to go to the Wen house.
2: <laughs> like, these these guys are, like, totally you, Jacob, because they're collecting all these things from the past that are cool.
1: <laughs> I'm not saying I was eyeing Laserdisc players on eBay earlier. I'm just saying.
2: <laughs> You're just saying that you were. <laughs>
1: they're, they're there. I'm more asking you don't have one yet? <laughs> I don't, not yet. <laughs> Uh, the prices are coming down. Now they're like in the $150 range. So a little there bit more. Was, money. Um,
2: when I first moved up here, I actually lived in Indiana instead of Kentucky. So I lived like across the river uh, because we have like four bridges in, you know, a few miles span. So we can cross real easy. Um, and we were, I don't know, two blocks max from us. A- A Salvation Army and someone brought in so many laser discs like it took up most of their like rack that they used to have like vinyl records on like half of it was laser discs somebody brought them all in and I'm like I need to just buy them but I don't have room because it was me and two friends living in this townhouse, and basically all I had was my one little room where I was keeping all my stuff, and I didn't want it to spill out everywhere else. I'm like, but I need to buy these, and <laughs> I never did. And I wish I had of, because then I could have gifted them to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you know that, uh, little tangent here, do you know that Disney in European regions has actually been releasing their DVD and Blu-rays in like 12-inch, like Laserdisc-sized albums? What? Whoa. Yeah! They're fucking rad. Like, I want to (laughs) get the one for the Force Awakens because it's this huge. I mean, it's the size of like a vinyl record, and it's got BB-8 on the front, and it's like a big gatefold, and you open it up, and it's got like the Blu-ray and the DVD, and it's it's just beautiful.
2: Are they like the DVD? Are the DVDs and Blu-rays are they like non-region or are they?
1: Nah, they're locked to European region too.
2: I mean, I guess if you had a non-region, you know, player, an all-region player or whatever, right? You could still play those. For
0: sure, which I don't have.
2: Right, but Something like it would just look cool on the shelf. On the list. That would be on the list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it. Would just look cool on the shelf. That's what I was thinking too.
2: Oh, I have so many things that look that just look cool on the shelf. <laughs> it's <laughs> the Which problem with
1: being a nerd what <laughs> yeah. reminds
2: me is I still never if you heard me on Rock With Hop I was talking about this record that I have that's a clear record with a 45 record inside it and if you didn't listen to it that's totally fine I, 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 I don't want to listen to me ramble either about Jack White um, uh, <laughs> but it was from Third main Records and it was really awesome because I ordered this just a regular like 12 inch it was like a it was like an ep or something and they randomly will sp- send the special editions out to people and they sent me the special edition one which is a clear it's clear vinyl and then inside like it actually opens up and inside it was like a 45 and um i never opened mine up but i was just gonna frame it and hang it up so if anybody listened to me on that i still haven't done anything with it <laughs>
1: that's
4: awesome
2: though <laughs> i Jack haven't gotten White, to that one like yet.
4: Uh,
1: like, Third Man Records has done some weird stuff with their albums. Like, mm-hmm. he, uh, I think it's Lazaretto actually plays backwards from the inside out.
2: hmm Like... Oh, wow. I haven't yeah. tried that. I haven't tried that yet. But, yeah, I have a couple copies of that.
1: <laughs> and I know they released, like, in the, the mid-2000s, Bandai came out with this super little, like, toy record player in Japan. Yes. Yes. And they... They came with, I think, I want to say they were like 30 centimeters big, the mm-hmm. single side disc, and they held yep. four minutes of mono audio. Yep. And, uh, like, Jack White was like, this is weird and obscure, and released, I think, like five different versions of those. Mm-hmm. They're, like, selling on eBay for, like, 600
2: plus dollars. I was going to buy Ooh. one, and then I never did, because it would come with, it come with, like, a... Like, three of the little records or whatever. Right. Um, because they had it made in, like, the the white stripes colors or whatever. So the red and black and white add up. There's a lot of things that they've done like that. And I have, like, I'm like, I can't buy that. <laughs> like, yeah. I have this box set that has, like, books and pictures and uh, albums and all kinds of things in it that cost me, like... and it's. I don't, I haven't even looked to see how much people are selling it for, but I'm sure they, there were only like 3,000 maybe. I don't think it was 333, but it was probably 3,333 because he's obsessed with the number three. Um, So, yeah, so I got one of those when I didn't have a job. I had quit my job, my shitty job, and I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I need to have this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they actually put out the soundtrack for The Hateful Eight on vinyl with Third Man yeah. Records. Yep. And oh, it is so glorious. It's like the most expensive single album that I bought.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's not
1: even a single album. It's a, it's a four LP set. It's right. beautiful.
2: Right, right.
1: It comes with all this extra artwork and like a letter from Quentin Tarantino and I love their work.
2: Yeah, I haven't been down there in a while because I I used to go every once in a while because I used to talk to some of the people in the shop and stuff. And um,
1: you were talking to Jack White like it's okay.
2: No, 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 I've never actually (laughs) talked to him. Every time we see each other, we both like get these we both go, oh, God, like. He's like, is this person going to talk to me? And I'm like, oh, God, I don't know what to say to him. So it's happened (laughs) twice.
0: (laughs) That's funny. That's
2: awesome. So, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, since he, well, I am too uh, obsessed with the number three, uh, maybe the third time I'll actually talk to him.
1: (laughs) That's the time. That's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Just walk up, be like, this is the third time we've locked eyes.
2: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, because my my everything is Birgitta 37 because three and seven were always my favorite numbers. So in 1996, I got that email address and that's been who I've been ever since.
0: Oh nice. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah.
2: For twenty two years. That's been <laughs>
0: yeah. seven is my favorite single number. Yeah. You know, single digit number. Yeah. I've put way yeah. too much thought. I like different ones like forty two would be my next right. one for, for uh Douglas Adams. And right. so the, I've... I I've had JSTARK042 as my email address forever.
2: Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I liked three and then seven, but I also like ten. Because it's three plus seven. Anyway, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's anyway awesome. my, my best friend at the time loved seven more than three. So her email address since 1996 has been, uh, you know, her name and then seven three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, anybody else got a favorite number? <laughs> re- this
3: is making me think of uh, that Jim Carrey movie that was like. 17 or whatever the fuck it was called. 23. <laughs> 23. God, that movie was terrible. <laughs> fuck yeah, it was. It was an hour and a half movie, but I swear it felt like it was four hours when I was the one I saw.
1: It. <laughs> I don't have a favorite number, uh, but I will say I I do remember my first email address, and it was turtleman007. That's nice. awesome. <laughs> because...
2: What, did you steal that from Rod? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I had a pet turtle at the time, and Aww, 007 was cool. Awesome! So it
0: was turtle and 007. I have the most embarrassing <laughs> former email address. At one time, my email address was badmofo357 at AOL.com. dot <laughs> <Nice. laughs> Oh my god! Can you imagine amazing. putting that on a resume. <laughs> yeah, like hi, me motherfucker. <laughs> like,
2: some people I've known I'm like are you really going to use that As your <laughs> Like my ex-husband's email address uh, Was Eldoran Like from Lord of the Rings language Or whatever <laughs> Like the Elfin language or whatever it is Is that what it is It's <laughs> Elrond yeah um, Anyway it was Something like that I was like what? just Email addresses are so easy to get. Just get one with some sort of combination of your name. But his last name was Smith, so that would have probably been hard.
1: Oh,
4: man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I was just, I was like, N- no, that just looks silly. <laughs> 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 like, I have one that's my name. That's a <laughs> real, you <know>, real thing.
1: <laughs> I wonder what the paper girl's first email would have been. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> 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 that was a better segue than what I was working towards.
2: We <laughs> <five> might <time> out. <laughs> <So> anyway, <laughs> issue eighty-five,
0: <laughs> right? So they le- after they leave the Wen house, and you know they hop back in the ship, and they we get this talk of fourth-dimensional uh, space travel, and I thought that was so cool, and that was very smart of Brian K. Vaughn to write that in, that he's saying, you know, you- this is. This isn't just a time machine. It's also a spaceship because, you know, if you move an hour ahead into the future, you're just going to be in the void of space where the earth is about to be. And so that's pretty cool that, you know, you can't really time travel without also traveling through space. Right. You need that extra like access point. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. And then in the same scene, we also get... Um, the one dude calling her an astronaut, and then he's also looking at her newspaper, and that ties into both the dream at the very beginning when, you know, she's seeing an astronaut and the death delusion that she was having with uh, Ronald Reagan, and he tells her, Don't forget your papers.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so it's and like, And then what?
2: she's like mumbling about her papers. Yeah. Like her,
0: yeah. And her, then. He,
2: like- ill stupor or whatever.
0: <laughs> but it's just, it added more into like the, the mystery in this book that like, what do these things have to do with it? Did I mean, cause there was, for some reason she was told in her dream, don't forget your papers. And then this guy's is, you think he's using the newspaper to somehow get them back to where they need to be. But you think that they were just there, but fuck, I don't know.
2: I mean, this thing doesn't look like it has buttons and stuff. Really? <laughs> so right. it's not like you can be like, <laughs> bloop, 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 you know, October twenty first, nineteen eighty five. You know, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, which I found a T shirt last night that has the looks like the DeLorean dashboard numbers that I had made a bunch of them for us, for me and my friends, whenever the like whatever the thirtieth anniversary was. And uh, we all wore them to the movies, but I had one extra for for Emily because she was not in my hometown at the time. But we were all there, and uh, I found it last night and texted her. I was like, I forgot to give you this two and a half years ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Better late than never, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's super awesome. I screen printed it myself.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
3: <laughs> I actually just got um in the mail. I ordered a uh, Back to the Future, It's the time circuits, and it's a heat changing mug. Oh, oh so, sweet. So the, yeah, so it's off when there's nothing, there's no hot water in it, but then when the hot water comes on, it turns on all the le- the time circuits.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's <laughs> sweet, dude. Um, you collect coffee mugs too, don't you
3: Yeah, that's all I was like, I gotta have it.
2: Oh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know this. That's
3: yeah, I fucking love coffee mugs.
4: Um
2: <laughs> before, I have a we lot. Get, before we get back to, uh, to the actual comic of um, <laughs> my <laughs> just because Back to the Future. It reminded me of this. My uh, physics teacher before I had him for physics, uh, I took just a re- like a stats class with them, but it was like prob and stats because at the time they didn't tell me I had to take an actual statistics class. <laughs> so I was taking prob and stats, and he draws like he draws a box on the board and then puts like a Y in it, and he's like, "Does anybody know what this is?" And nobody says anything, and I start giggling, and he goes, "Yeah, but it's a flux capacitor," and then. A couple people go, oh, oh. <laughs> and I just keep laughing. And then he just erases it and goes on <laughs> Cause he's like telling us about being like a rocket scientist or something. And then he draws a flux capacitor on the board. and I'm like, this guy is great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he was one of my favorite teachers. <laughs> Good. I had him for four classes because I went to such a small school. <laughs>
0: I, and I liked how we ended up seeing, just jumping back into the comic with no yes. segue here. Like right at the end of that conversation that they were having about, you know, like the space and time travel and stuff like that. And um, he says that they're parachuting in like right above their town in 1988. But then they say that the old timers have spotted them. And so they have to try and jump down underneath them. And then they end up in the basement where they originally saw the craft. And I thought that was fucking awesome. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah.
3: yeah. And then the fact that they like brought it all together at the end and yeah. she realized like, what if that's the exact same one?
0: It's not
2: maybe, a different one. Maybe there weren't two. <laughs>
0: yeah, KJ was the one that figured that out. Pretty fucking smart of- for twelve year olds. She kind I'd of redeemed so, herself.
2: Right. She seemed kind of dumb for the most part. And then they're just like, wait a minute. It's like, good
3: job. Something clicks.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> so that a little bit dumbfounded by the fucking flying dinosaurs.
0: Yeah, they get confronted out there in the woods with one yeah. of those, the old timers. So like in the future, they're fucking flying around in dinosaurs. I still haven't wrapped my mind around that one.
3: Mm-hmm. Maybe they realized how superior those things were back in the day, so they decided to bring them with them.
0: Yeah, it's like some Jurassic World shit. Exactly.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like These pterodactyls are pretty badass. We should just bring them with us.
0: And <laughs> we find out that Tiffany's got the fucking gun stashed on her <laughs> from from earlier, and she tries to threaten that old-timer. The old-timer like basically calls her bluff, and so she threatens to shoot her dinosaur in the neck instead. Yeah. <laughs> and then i love that mac picks up that staff and accidentally discharges it and it like knocks the old timer out
3: yeah it smokes her a, head against like a tree or something
0: he, And they make a joke at her and they're like you should not be allowed to pick things up that shoot
2: <laughs> yeah, they, 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 yeah they can shoot people yeah it's fucking <laughs> hilarious mm.
1: yeah and there's some good humor in this book too like yeah right it was a it was a nice contrast to have that humor mixed in with the crazy sci fi space travelness of everything.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty good balance,
1: and you don't always find that balance because sometimes it's too comedic or sometimes it's too like sciencey hard science fiction. This was that a really nice solid blend.
0: Yeah, yeah, Brian Vaughn's really good at that. Um, has he, I know Rod's read it, but um, Brooke and Jacob, have you guys read Saga? mm-hmm i've read the first trade he works some really good humor into that too yeah sock is just a, a, a great yeah it's it's an it's an, an that book's on an entirely different level from almost any other comic that i've read mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> it's so much more adult as well that like paper girls is almost something i'd let my kids read definitely
1: yeah (laughs) compared to uh to saga
3: (laughs) saga is like almost like kind of like star wars because it's its own world building and everything
0: yeah yeah, St- Star Wars with people with TV heads fucking and <laughs> giant troll balls and dragons that suck their own dicks and stuff. It's like, what the fuck is going on in this book?
1: I don't think I got to the dragon sucking its own dick yet, but that's good to know that that's, uh, that's a thing. Yeah, no, yeah. not buddy.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's rad. They, it need, like they it. need to go get ingredients for a magic spell, and like dragon <laughs> semen is one of them. There's like a.
2: There's a- there was a Saturday Night Live skit of Will Ferrell being like a yoga y- yoga guy or something, and that that's really all he was working towards.
0: They <laughs> did that on <laughs> Metalocalypse. So
2: you see him, like and like with his like with his like sweatpants over his head, like leaning over, like making <laughs> all these noises. <laughs> <And> these <laughs> fake legs, you know, but it's, <laughs> it's supposed to be real. So, dumb. Uh,
0: so he wasn't uh, quite the man from Nantucket. <laughs> <laughs> he had to get very bendy. Yeah.
2: yes.
0: I like how when we see this old dude again in the book, he's wearing an A- Apple Records t shirt. Right. <laughs> he does have an eclectic t shirt collection.
1: I didn't notice he was wearing an Apple Records shirt. That's cool.
0: Yeah. That just again, ties in Apple. with all
1: the Apple stuff. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And we see him just casually walking through a hallway with all these fucking tubes of people. That I mean, and I
2: didn't. Are, are they even, frozen? I didn't even pay attention that they were. Uh, that they were like some of the people that we had seen, and then disappeared yeah. until you said something about it. And then I went back and I and I pulled it up online. I'm like, hot damn, they are.
0: <laughs> yeah, because we, we see the girl in the cat thing, and yep. the, the cat mm-hmm. mask that was, you know, kind of getting harassed on the football field. We see that one cop that was an asshole to Mac. Mm-hmm. We yeah, see the, the guy that
3: wolf. had the wolf mask.
2: Yeah. Yep. And, like, I wasn't paying as much attention the first time I read it, or even this morning, because I was trying to get it read. I was trying to get it read, like, on my breaks <laughs> today. And, um, and uh, I just didn't pay attention to that part either, because I was just kind of skipping through some of them that were just full-page, like, pictures. Because I'm like, oh, I've already seen this. That's fine. I just want to kind of refresh. So then I went back, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I recognize these as people that have already showed up.
3: I think they, like, whenever like whatever position they were in, too, and they got zapped, that's the position they're in in these tubes, because there's, like, this dude in the bottom left that looks like he's doing some type of weird dance.
4: Right, they're kind of (laughs) like weird...
3: He's on like his tiptoes. <laughs>
0: huh. He <laughs> <laughs> totally does look like he's doing that.
3: Right. So I do like a big hip thrust. I can feel it.
0: <laughs> and it, it's it's weird how the old like hippie he's like a hippie slash hipster dude. But it's like this one part of his house, like it looks very much like a kitchen that we would see nowadays. He's got like a Mr. Coffee machine and shit. Like it's not futuristic at all. But then as soon as right. he walks out of that room, he's in this big white room with all these pink tubes.
2: Right. Like he's totally into old stuff, too, because I think unlike Jacob Harmon, who didn't live through that time period, it's more like me who did. <laughs> no, <laughs> less like me, more like someone who would have been older than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I have, like, nostalgia for things I remember from the 80s, but, like, you know, I feel like it would have been somebody who lived through that time period. So, I I just absolutely feel like he's got to be somebody who is not, who is old, but not as old as he seems. Something, like, just because he likes having all of these, like artifacts or whatever kind of thing around him and likes using all this like antiquated to him technology and, and all that and flip flops and whatever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's got a pretty sweet beard and mustache going on too.
3: Right. He looks like he knows how to party.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't, for some reason I was thinking you were going to make comment about like, Grooming about the must, like the beard and stuff. Like he looks like he knows how to take care of that beard or something. But (laughs) said party and I'm like, that makes more sense.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then I I like that 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 the lady in the armor that got knocked out by Mac. She's asking for permission to try them as adults, and he's saying that he's going to punish them himself.
2: Yeah.
0: And so it's like, i okay, well, yeah, he's definitely in charge. And what does he mean punish him? Like, what, is, what does this guy have in mind? And.
2: Well, then we, lashes. I don't know. <laughs>
0: and then we get another really fucking weird dream sequence with, like, young Aaron. And her dad is, like, <laughs> crying, looking at seeing the news report of John Lennon having been killed. And then his face is fucking melting <laughs> off.
2: Yeah, he's, he looks right. like one of the Nazis from Raiders of the Lost Stars. Yeah. Wisconsin. it's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> oh.
1: That's fucking way A lot of creepy. unexpected turns in this book, for sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and, it
2: was just the first five issues. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then we get, like, the most craziest bit of body horror in this yet, that when they jumped from you know, like up in the atmosphere down to that basement. The heck and Naldo like merged with each other and the ship. And like, Oh yeah. His hand is like through the sticking out of the other dude's head. And like that dude's dead with blood coming out of his mouth. And like, he's also kind of merged into the ship and everything. It's, like, like, it's fucked up looking
2: like Philadelphia experiment kind of stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. It's like an it ate him. Yeah. Like, they kind of melted into each other. So, like, melded together or something. Ugh. Yeah, good thing Erin was on the other side of the room, right? <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> oh, and we didn't talk about, like, they got the to, to take care of her to to fix her gunshot wound. They, like, put these, like,
0: bugs on her. Yeah, the insects. <laughs>
2: yeah. And so, because of the way, like, it was, like, I, like, iPhone and, you know, iTunes. And then the insects or whatever. Like, I'm like... I guess these are like you know, robotic bugs or something. Right? They're yeah, not like they actual... basically just
0: like they stitch her up. Like
2: Yeah. It's like it's like, well, in Doctor Who <laughs>
0: <they're> <laughs> It's gonna, almost like
3: it makes me feel like it's a nanotech like, 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 like yeah. nanotechnology or something. Yeah, oh for that's sure.
2: What was, that's what I was gonna say. Like in Doctor Who they call them uh nano bots or something. And like you can't see them in Doctor Who. They just things just magically or a couple of times I show up, things are just magically healed. Basically. Nano genes was another one where like your, your, uh, G ge- like your genetic makeup was rewritten to anyway. I know way, way too much about that show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I like that before, uh, heck is the one that does most of the talking to him, right? i think
1: it's heck yeah 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 so before he
0: dies and aaron's asking him you know why'd you do all this and he's saying you know kids just trying to make a living are always the good guys Mm -hmm. i thought that was kind of cool that you know they saved a line like that with you know the emotional punch of basically this is the last thing that this dude says before he dies and they save it clear for the end of the of the volume it's fucking awesome
2: yeah, it's it's definitely more powerful for him to say that then than like at some other point in time. But who knows? Uh, we haven't decoded everything that he said, whatever his communicator thing. Went out.
0: Yeah, that's right.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he could be a raunchy
3: motherfucker.
2: He could, or it could be very like deep and eloquent. We don't know yet. <laughs> probably going to be somewhere in between. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's pretty cool that when Aaron goes walking out of the ship, the 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 other girls are down there in the basement, and they're all freaking out. Yeah, like, holy shit, she really was in there. Was she there the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, that would make sense, right? Earlier it in the would, book, yeah,
2: whole time
0: they were all in there. <laughs> the first time that they were down in the basement. So that means there was two errands in the room for a little bit right there.
4: It's
0: probably a good thing that that
1: ship didn't open up at that point.
4: Yeah, that would have thrown what them She ceased to exist week. or something? Maybe.
1: Maybe. I mean, like I know she met her older self, but the two younger selves meeting each other, who knows what would have happened. Yeah.
2: They would have totally made out. Oh, what? No. What? <laughs> I just wanted to say something ridiculous.
0: <laughs> like They're 12. <laughs> oh,
2: right. Never mind.
0: Never mind. They would I have, have held Stephen King, King came into Steve this. In yeah, Stephen King came. <laughs> might I, might I Why did I point you towards it? it? Oh, God.
2: I <laughs> wasn't going that It's just... sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop laughing now, because I just wanted to say something ridiculous, but it was
0: so dumb. I was going to say, you might not be scrapbooking on this episode, but you're definitely thinking of scissoring, right?
4: Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) 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 Uh,
0: Yeah, I was very careful to not point that joke towards the 12-year-olds. I'm going to point that out. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It was a scrapbooking joke. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I like how they don't really have too much time to talk before we get the the old hippie dude yelling at him from outside. And, like, he's kind of like scolding him. He's like, listen to your elders and come outside this instant. Did we lose somebody? uh we lost Brooke.
3: Brooke's gone. <laughs> <laughs> she had enough. Fuck you with your scissoring joke.
0: <laughs> you
3: took it too far, Joe You took it too far <laughs> uh,
0: Well, let's see if we can get a hold of her Okay, so We experienced some technical difficulties <laughs> On uh, Brooks' end of the Skype and uh, it doesn't look like her computer is going to let her get back on for the end of this. But um, it's kind of ironic because we got like three pages pretty much left of the book, guys. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, that, that kind of fucking sucks. Um, I don't know. It could have been because of the scissoring joke, but. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's what I'm thinking.
0: It was a bad (laughs) joke. (laughs) I will freely admit, you know, you you take a lot of swings, they're not going to get knocked out of the park. (laughs) 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 And so I love that while that shit's going on with, you know, the old guy outside that's telling him to come out. And that's a fucking cool panel, too, with like all the lightning coming down in the sky behind him and shit. And the girls are freaking out because like the guys had told Aaron that there was like some sort of like a fuel leak or something like that in the ship. And it starts making some crazy noise and they're pretty much just trapped in the house. And like, as the house like explodes, we get that same, you know, squiggly look of like that ship transporting and like the house disappears and it shows like kind of all the girls falling through time. And then they wake up on a street and and when they see Aaron's older self in the future, that's when, like, you really know for sure that, like, okay, you know, our characters have been dealing with time travel, but now they're the ones fucking doing the traveling. And so, like, what a crazy twist for it to take at the end of that first story arc.
3: Yeah. And, of course, she has the um, the iPod or the iPhone in her pocket. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and she's driving
0: that VW, the, the yeah. Beetle reissue. <laughs> Harmon, being that you're so into, like, classic stuff, like, is that, like, offensive to see those Beatles like that? Like, the new ones? I'm actually...
4: <laughs>
0: so, like, those ones that,
1: that she's driving that came out in, like, the, like, late 90s, like, 99, uh, I hate those Beatles with a passion. Are,
3: <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> those are horrible
1: vehicles. My buddy had one, and, uh, its name was Ringo, and we managed to fit, like, two guitars, an amplifier... And a drum set in the
0: back of that little beetle. So, but that car was just like the biggest turd ever. (laughs) They did have a lot of room in them. I used to do window tinting on on cars, and I fucking hated tinting those things. It was like trying to wrap newspaper around a basketball and not crease it. Right, the the back window was just had such a compound curve that someone would call in with a with a beetle. I'd be like, oh fucking kill me. <laughs> like the Beatles just cost more. <laughs> There's like a
1: beetle tax you got to pay to get that window job done. No <laughs> <was> shit,
0: right? <laughs> but um, so yeah, what were you guys' impressions for you know the just this first story arc as a whole? I mean, I, I
1: absolutely it. adored it. Like, just from a story standpoint, there were so many. It was like as much as like the time travel was a fantastic element and you had the you know the the dinosaurs and that's great but like there's such a mystery element to it as well that kept you going and i think that really it was a it was a great blend of science fiction meets that mystery with the time travel and then you pair that with the fantastic art style that's so unique with such vibrant colors it's just a fantastic
0: book from start to finish yeah, that's an excellent description, dude. Uh, what do you think, man? Yeah.
3: yeah, I mean I fucking loved the, the whole the whole thing. I mean, yeah, you had the this time travel, I mean the way it ended on that cliffhanger, like oh shit, now they they're meeting herself in the future. But I also loved the way that you not just the sci fi aspect of it, but also like just the interaction between the four girls. I mean, it totally gave me a vibe of like we were talking earlier, like stand by me and just kind of like that the adventure that they're going on all together. And they're not sure where it's taking them or anything like that, but just like the way they interact with each other and the comments they make towards each other. Just, it was a really great story.
0: Yeah. And this book really stands out amongst all the other books I read. There's nothing else that I read that looks like paper girls. Oh yeah. Nothing. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's, this is just fucking rad. And, um, yeah, this is, uh, you know, we got a few more volumes to go, and we'll eventually get to those at some point. Um, this was kind of a fun episode. <laughs> We've definitely never done anything like this on StarkCast. And uh, the the amount of weird tangents we went on tonight was fucking so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun recording this episode, just all over the place.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I'd imagine anybody that's like just going through iTunes, they like, oh oh sweet i want to hear a paper girls discussion <laughs> like they might be mad <laughs> they might
4: be like, what the fuck is this
0: what, what are you guys talking about <laughs> oh god that'd be so much fun <laughs> right. <I> love it <laughs> you get to read that review and then people who like don't read comics but enjoy start cast like what the fuck are you guys talking about i don't know what you're talking about half the time and then you go on tangents that's weird <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm, about to say, I'm sure those people would probably get half the stuff we were talking about that wasn't related to paper girls <laughs>
0: right, right? <laughs> uh so yeah this was great thank you so much both you guys for coming on and brooke i'm sending out thanks you're gonna hear it eventually <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm so sorry that <laughs> their computer crashed out like that that fucking sucks we we're so close uh, to the end <laughs>
1: technology there's a blessing and a curse
0: (laughs) um but yeah i i know it's late as fuck for both of you guys and um so yeah we can get this wrapped up if you want uh any other final words
3: read paper girls
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly
1: just go pick up the first trade
0: and you won't regret it hell yes hell yes well until next time this has been Startcast. If you have any questions or comments on what you just heard, you can email me at startcastpod at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at the Tubby Ninja or you can check out my Facebook page at facebookcom starkcastpod. Thank you very much for listening.